When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life are coming. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I have horrible news for you. I'm moving. You're moving even farther away from me. I'm moving even... I will not be able to do this podcast anymore with you. I'm gone. Yes, because distance is what's going to stop the podcast from happening. I Yeah, exactly. Like, we're already two and a half hours away, but, like, if I move, we can't possibly have a podcast. But only if you believe... Actually, do you believe in us? Because then maybe we can keep the podcast I was gonna going to say, we are pretty young, so there's still other fish in the sea but still oh, other co-hosts to find <laughs> oh my gosh I know I know <laughs> yeah um, um but you know what maybe who okay there's another person in the room Sarah I don't mean to alarm you but I heard you were moving yeah. and yeah. so I had to make a phone call um and I had to get somebody else who knew boy meets world as well as you did and so we're not Perhaps alone today. even more so. Perhaps. Um, we're here with the great Mary Kukowski. Hi, Mary. How are you? 
Hi, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to talk to both of you, talk about Boy Meets World. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big expert on Boy Meets World. I'm also a big expert on moving. So I think this is really appropriate. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, of course. I forgot about that. I forgot that was one of the things that you move all the time, right? What are your, like, stats on how many times you've moved? Uh, the big one was that uh, a year ago I had moved, like, three times within the span of 12 months. So it was, so it was a lot of moving. I and moving. I, it wasn't far distances. I was moving just within, you know, within a few blocks, but it was still very annoying to pack everything up and move oh it again. Gosh. I would hope that like at that point you would have like been able to downsize a decent amount, right? Like you were like, okay, I don't need this. I don't need this. Why do I keep moving with this? <laughs> you would think, but I somehow kept acquiring new stuff and my uh, my most recent move, I, I thought for whatever reason that it would be easier to like not pack, but just basically pick everything up in my hands, like, you know, grab all the plates, move them from one shelf in the kitchen to another. It is not faster to do it that way. I Mary, do not recommend it. Feels- oh, wait, didn't you move down the hall like in the same building yeah, or something? Yeah, I moved like from the fourth floor to the first floor, but it was You're still like, I'm not going to get boxes, bad. screw boxes. This- I'm just going to carry things in my arms. That's what Corey was hoping Topanga would do. He was like, oh, you're moving? You mean like the room across the hall? Yeah. To the bigger bedroom, right? Like that's where you're moving to. Oh, yeah. no. This seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> Just picturing like you holding like two salt, like a salt and pepper shaker. Yeah, it was a bad idea. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Did you even have like a little grocery cart to help you or just I, I did buy in hand during the whole three moving times process. I did buy like a cart, like a flatbed yeah. cart basically that'll Perfect. fold up. And I was like, I'm moving so much. I need to have this apparently to help me move. And, it, you know, it was a good investment. <laughs> and you haven't moved since. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I'm like. I, I told my sister when she moved in to, with my apartment, I was like, we are not moving for at least two years because I cannot do that again. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. I'm glad that you're not getting the itch yet. Unlike Jedediah and Chloe, who are ready to bounce out in a moment's notice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. They, uh, oh, I, I, every time they say their names cracks me up. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? I love love these episodes. I love Topanga and Corey, but this is one of the most like glaring uses of like retroactively fitting their history <gasps> into an episode. Have you guys been tracking yep. that? Oh yes. yeah. The we talk about it. And this is definitely I made note every single time. Every single time I was like lies. 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 lies I know, like, since like, when? <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's so many times it's there's that. And then I think this is another example of like how I felt when I was, you know, a kid or teenager watching this episode. My opinion completely shifting um, as an adult going back and watching this episode. So like I'm really excited to get into it because I was watching these Sarah. So Sarah messaged me and she's like, oh, I got to watch Boy Meets World time for a tearjerker. And I'm watching it just being like everybody's pissing me off. Okay, well, I used to watch this episode and sob, like, especially, like, sob happy tears when Topanga, you open the door and Topanga's drenched. And I, it used to be, like, so emotional all the time when I used to watch it. 
Uh, there were no tears spilt this time around. Uh, hopefully it's because I'm 32 and I'm matured. <laughs> um, hopefully it's not the fact that, like, this whole thing seemed a little bit more ridiculous to me as an adult than yeah. as a child. We'll get into it. But before we do, Mary, as a Boy Meets World expert, do you remember like when you first got into Boy Meets World and how you found it and why you loved it back in the day? Yes. So I know that I started watching it uh, in the late 90s. And so I'm trying to think if it was still in its first run or if I was like already yeah. watching reruns at that point. I feel like we're it was still going. We're up to like 98. So yeah, yeah, it definitely was still on in the late 90s. Yes. And so I, I started watching it then. And mostly I remember watching it like late at night on like rerun channels mm-hmm. um, when I would be at like my grandparents' house and they would just like set us up in the din and, and we'd be like, oh my gosh, there's so many channels we don't have. Look, marathons of Boy Meets World. <laughs> so I watched a lot of it, but it was one of those shows, I'm sure you guys have had this too, where like you you watch it as a kid, but you probably didn't hit every episode. And it's only once it came out, like for me, it was when they came out on DVD. I'm ha- holding the DVDs next to me right now and they say... Okay, so season four came out in 2006, but the season five DVD didn't come out till 2011. That's weird. Um, Oh, wow. So it was like Hmm. really late. When I was in high school, they finally started like one a year bringing out the Boy Meets World DVDs and I bought them all. And that was probably the first time when I was able to fully go through and watch every single episode. But um, but I watched as many as I could growing up and it was it was my favorite show. I was so happy when they came out on DVD so I could rewatch them. And I think the thing that like, I always go back to about it is it's, you know, it's a sitcom, it's family, it's lighthearted and funny, but it also doesn't have a, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a normal teenager who's secretly a rock star or normal teenager who's secretly a witch or who's secretly, like, there's no twist. It's just, it's a normal family. And that's kind of the thing. And, like, to the point where even as the show goes on, Corey's entire character is, like, he is the most, like, I always picture him standing next to the poster of the celery. And it's, like, he is just the most, like, bland kind of, like, that's kind of, like, his thing. He's, like, I'm so average it hurts. And I love that. I love that about him. So, so normal. So, like, basic. And, like, I mean, you podcast about, like, insane teenagers, like, all damn day and these people are like probably a breath of fresh air compared to it's so nice and I mean I know things go off the rail and like sometimes you know Eric luckily season four Eric still kind of has a personality like Eric they, is Eric yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric they, is they don't Eric. They don't know, like, what to do with Eric. So, that, like, in the beginning, he's a ladies' man. And then he's like, I'm the big older brother. And then he's like, I'm the big older brother who's kind of stupid. Yeah, because <laughs> and then, basically, yeah. I think what ended up happening is, like, we'll, and we'll get there eventually, like, in those seasons. But, like, Will Friedle, he used to be, like, the heartthrob. And then I think once he gained, like, an ounce of weight, they were like, he can't possibly be the heartthrob anymore. We have to make him dumb as rocks. Like, that is how I feel it happened. We'll see, like, if that is the actual evolution of Eric when we get there but yeah like this is the show that like everybody's very normal um and it's more relatable in that way and Corey is like a doofus like that's what he is there like he is a bit of a doof and he's not even like very good at any sports or anything like, he's just so so average at everything that it's just like I feel very like it's relatable some people are just not 
excelling at anything in life and I feel like that's me and I felt like probably that's why I liked Corey I mean like mm-hmm. what I liked about Corey when I was a kid was I loved his curly hair as I always talk about and I loved that he was like a sweet boy and I loved that he was a romantic mm-hmm. and we get like the full like Corey in romance land in um, yeah. oh in yeah this and then some Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's let's get into it. We're talking a long walk to Pittsburgh, parts one and two, because we got a TBC, we got a to be continued on the first one, um, and we start off like very dramatically in Chubby's. We don't hear any, we don't hear what they're saying, but Sean is like hugging Topanga, and Topanga looks really upset. And then, and this is something I will nitpick the crap out of. Sean kisses Topanga on the cheek. Yes, I, I rewound this like six times to make sure I was right. On the cheek, Mary. Yes. He kisses her on the cheek. And like at no point does anyone, him, Topanga, Eric, no one is like, oh yeah, it was on the cheek, by the way. Like if, if one of my friends kisses my, yes. you know, significant other on the cheek, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh. Exactly. It's not a big deal. Someone kisses someone on the cheek. The lips are totally different, even though they're only like, you know, an inch away. It's totally different, Sarah. Are we led to believe that Eric did not see that if it was a kiss on the lips or a kiss on the cheek? To be fair, he's very vague when he says, I saw Sean kissing Topanga. And he probably couldn't see from that angle because even for us, it's kind of difficult to see. But then why did Sean correct him? Right. Exactly. Yeah. The first time that I watched this episode recently, um, I thought that was on the lips. But when I was really deep diving today... Uh, frame by frame into this interaction (laughs) it was definitely a kiss on the cheek and I would my first defense would be if I was accused of kissing my best friend's significant other would be yo it was not on the lips it was a cheek kiss Mm -hmm. and I feel like that changes the narrative now Corey doesn't really hold on to this, all of this for so super long. So I feel like it's less of a big deal as it could be. Like if this was like a three episode arc about like you cheated on me with like Mm -hmm. on my girlfriend, like then I feel as though we would have to have some clarification. Yeah. But yeah, Um, I I thought that it was kind of surprising the fact that nobody did clarify that it was a kiss on the cheek Mm -hmm. and even that being said right like we'll we'll get to it but like the fact that it isn't a big deal and it is kind of pushed aside very quickly is actually quite refreshing because mary in a different type of you know teen show they would harp on that for like three episodes straight about this whole situation but they move past it very quickly oh yeah i'm I'm glad that we get past it i mean the fact that the episodes are only, you know, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And even like these two back to back still felt so quick and snappy, even though it's like one story. But um, I, it did bug me when they're in the cafeteria and Sean doesn't correct him and say like, and it was on the cheek. He just says mm-hmm. it was innocent. I actually I wonder if that was a thing where uh, the actor was like, oh, I, I in the script, it says kiss, but then I just don't feel comfortable. So I'm just going to do it on the cheek. Oh, interesting. I don't know. We've seen Sean kiss a lot by this point, especially in this next episode. He's like macking on that one girl. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So then we see Eric brings Corey a steak and Morgan just gets a cold grilled cheese. Um, And they know something's up because you don't, you know, you don't bring a man a steak and make a really stellar looking cake, Sarah, unless he's this is his last meal on death row. Yeah. 
uh, I would definitely be, be suspicious, especially from Eric. Uh, the cake was the the last straw to know that Corey was definitely screwed with whatever news he was supposed to tell mm-hmm. him. The cake was good looking. I, I don't think Eric's making that cake. Maybe Chubby specializes in cakes as well. I, I don't know what kind anything. of like hand signals you have to give Chubby to let them know that you want like a big chocolate cake. Yeah. I like to think that Chubby secretly just loves like making cake. You know, he's a big fan of the Great British Baking Show. He's just back there. <laughs> he's like, decorating. this is one, my one passion in life. I love to make the chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good, like, big brother Eric in these two episodes. He is Mm -hmm. cute here, where he's, like, trying to be patient with Corey while Corey's like, why'd you let this happen to me? (laughs) You're not supposed to let anything bad happen. He's like, oh, as long as it has nothing to do with Sean or Topanga. And, of course, it has something to do with both. And Corey, like, freaks out immediately. He's trying to call Sean. He doesn't pick up. He calls Topanga. He doesn't pick up. And he keeps harping on, it's 7 p.m. Where are they? It's 7 (laughs) p.m. Um, and he he shoves to Eric. How could you let this happen to me? Uh, and Eric's like, I'm going to let this go because you're heartbroken. You know, I'm not going to kick your butt. Um, poor, poor Corey. Like, I mean, it has to be devastating. But at the same time, like, I'm glad it doesn't go too far because it's like he did. There's nothing. Nothing happened. So I'm glad it doesn't end up being like. You know, we get a shove, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That's like the most we're going to see is a shove. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty like tame um cory is not much of a puncher it's no dawson yeah but also i don't know i feel like the thing that would annoy me more so is that i couldn't get a hold of these two people and the fact that they're both unreachable i feel like adds flame to the fire of were they really together like are they together now like what are they up to right mary yeah i feel like the Writers for this episode was like, okay, we want to do an arc that has to do with, you know, a a struggle that Topanga and Corey are going to have together um, because she has to move. And it's going to be really difficult, you know, on the two of them. And then we're going to figure out a way to solve it. But that, like, really was only enough content for one episode. And so in the first episode, they're like, okay, first we need a misunderstanding. Yeah. (laughs) A misunderstanding so that Corey can be even more, like, thrown off about it. And so it's sort of this, like... I mean, Corey doesn't think it's goofy, but it ends up being this kind of goofy, like, misunderstanding. But I I think that Topanga and Sean, but definitely Topanga, really should have just confided in Corey from the start. Like, if he was at Chubby's, would she have done that? Like, instead of, you know, I mean, I know it's a hard conversation to have, but at the point when she finally tells him, she's like, yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Gives him no time with the news, basically, before she's out of town. And, like, they were acting so suspicious in the next scene at yeah. the school, at the, the lunch table. The cameraman was acting suspicious. The way they zoom in <laughs> on Sean oh, yeah. Sean, hi. Topanga, <gasps> hi. Do you know when you double tap your phone and, yes. like, sometimes it zooms into videos? I thought that I did that. I was like, <laughs> oh, did I, like, double tap my phone and did it zoom in? It's like, yeah. no. No, the cameraman's just like really, really aggressive with the close zoom. Um, 
Right. So he Topanga runs off right away to go to history. And he's like, why didn't you call me back? And she says it was late. And so, like, I really have to go. And Sean tries to go after her, which I feel like is suspicious, too. Yeah, like, is it is it strange to you that Sean doesn't just tell Corey? I feel like he would live no, and die it's by not the bro code. It's not Sean's place to oh, tell Corey. Oh, I'm not Corey. saying should he. I'm saying would he. Because I feel like he's very bro code Yeah, I feel like he should tell Corey. He should be like, all right, Topanga doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to. But I think we see, like, sometimes Sean does this, have this sort of weird, like, it's not my place, I'm staying out of it kind of thing. We I wish we had more Sean and Topanga together because honestly we don't get it often. And when we do, it's almost always a, like, oh, we think that they're they're together. They have some interest in each other. Like, that's almost always the scenes we get with them. Yeah. Like, even from when they first start dating, right? That, like, Sean pretends to like Topanga. And um, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a lot more of that in, in later seasons as well. I feel like it's like the Bechtold test, but it's like the Corey test. Like, is there yeah. a scene where Topanga and Sean are together where it's not about Corey? Exactly. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So it's and it here's like I don't know. This is such an awkward way to have this conversation between Sean and Corey where he's like, knock knock, you were at Chubby's with Topanga. And then it's like, what he's like I love Sean being like, uh, you were at Chubby's with Topanga who? <laughs> it's like it's so awkward. Um, yeah, Sean really doesn't defend himself much here. Like, he's like, Oh, did you kiss her? Yeah, but it was innocent. It's like Just say it was on the cheek, Sarah. Just say it was on the cheek. Yeah, he would really solve a lot of the issues if he was just speaking. But then I guess he wouldn't have a, a first episode of a two-episode um, yeah. issue. Uh, but yeah, I like how Sean like calls Corey's bet. Like, are you really going to go through this entire knock-knock joke? Like, I'll go down the road with you if you want. No problem. Uh, he says it is... Um, Topanga's parents had a big fight and she was very emotional and he just happened to be there and he gave her a hug and an innocent kiss. You know, I tell you everything. And he asks a good question, Mary. Why did Corey does? Why didn't Topanga come to me instead of like going to Chubby's? Why didn't she go like right to the Matthews household? Yeah, I feel like she probably just didn't even, like, didn't want to have that tough conversation. Maybe she was hoping her parents would change their mind or, or you know, that she could, like, just wrap her mind around it. Um, I don't know because I've never been in that position. Like, I've almost, yeah. almost always when I'm upset, I'm, like, immediately need to talk to someone about it, uh, preferably whoever it's about or whatever. Like, even oh, to the point, too. like, mm-hmm. if I have, like, a minor argument with someone I'll like huff off and then like two minutes later I'll be like okay I need to go like talk to them (laughs) and and figure out how we can get this back on track yeah it's it's sad that she doesn't but and that's like another part of the conflict when I'm watching this as you know like an almost 30 year old I'm like at the time this was so sweet and they were so mature and now I'm watching it and I'm like on Amy's side this whole episode and I'm like okay but guys you're kids (laughs) and like I know you love each other that's why I'm just so much more cynical now I think when watching it and not as optimistic yeah I mean it's rare that there are like high school sweethearts nowadays right like you usually especially at 16 like it's such a young age 
Um, so Corey immediately goes back to his house and is like yelling at Eric about jumping to conclusions. He's like, you're my brother. You're supposed to protect me. So then we see Eric actually in big brother mode, which is fairly rare. Like it doesn't happen often. Um, but Eric shoves Sean up against a wall and he's just like, what's going on? Like, tell me the truth. Corey comes in and takes over and pushes Sean up against a wall. Um, and he says something bad happened, didn't it? And Sean tells Corey to talk to Topanga. And I like how Corey, that's it. That's what he needs to hear. He believes Sean from this point on. He doesn't need further proof. You know, I feel like this feels realistic to me, Sarah, that this is how a friendship looks. Like if you really trust somebody, you should believe them when they say that nothing happened. Yeah, I'm not pushing my friends against any walls I just want to be clear about that like I don't think that that's what a normal friendship looks like I've never done that but I think that if you have a true friendship and you have a confrontation uh then honesty is definitely the best policy you should believe them thank goodness though I I am not getting into any fights with any of my friends we are so past that like Thank goodness for that, because I could not deal with this high school drama. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been it. Like, I've done it. I've done it. But, like, now, like, me and my fights, friends don't fight. There's nothing to fight about. Yeah. It's much easier being an adult. Well, that's okay. You just have a perfect life where no one fights. I, I <laughs> No, Mary. It's really because I'm so passive and, like, yeah. non-confrontational that, like, I, I this don't. Is- so this is like a funny thing, Sarah, where um, one of our friends, shout out to Kate, if she's listening, her friend was doing like a roast of people's like big three for astrology and Sarah sent hers in. And I think what you got back was like, oh, I'm sure. What is it? You're a hard fighter crying in the shower after the fight has ended about what you would have said. <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. I was like, I've that's never pretty much it. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> All the battles I have are with myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we see Corey tapping on Topanga's window and like he immediately kisses Topanga. And then this is a line that is said often in this episode of what was that for? I wanted to be the last one to kiss you before I kill you. Mary, like, is this an, as an iconic line as they think it is? I don't think so. I mean, maybe it was, but I was just like, guys, stop. This is like uh, cringy. It's not my, okay, my favorite line that's ever said. And I feel like I've thought about it so much that it's probably not even accurate. I need to go back and rewatch the episode is in, okay, season three, episode three. When, uh, let's see what I meant to say. And I'm trying to find the line, but there's like a part where Corey and Topanga have like a, a, fight or something and um he gives her the jean jacket and then now he's like now i got no girl now i got no jean jacket and that (laughs) it's like that's an iconic line um let me see okay it takes off the jean jacket yeah oh that's what it is (laughs) it's like you've got nothing to apologize for yeah i've got nothing no girlfriend no jean jacket (laughs) and I feel like, can we bring that back instead of the, I want to be the last to kiss you before I kill you? And then later on, Topanga's even like, I want to be the last one to kiss you before I kiss you again. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Okay. What even is that? What they really that? put, like, all the eggs in that basket, and they're like, oh. this is genius. This is going to blow people's minds. Nowhere near I'll- as iconic as that house. Over there. Yes. Like, that is the one. Come I'll tell you what. That fog is... house over there. <laughs> yeah. That's iconic. The jean jacket and what it represents 
in it of itself is iconic, especially because they bring it back to stupid girl meets world. Like it <sighs> is, it really <sighs> is like the jacket really is something. Yeah, I mean, there there are quotes I like in this episode. Most of the time, it's, like, the random little funny things that people say in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, we'll get to it, but the whole conversation that, that Corey and Sean have about, like, TV and TV yeah. being real. Like, that's – there's some great lines in that. But I think, like, when most of the lines from these two episodes that people think about are the ones – if you look up, like, any list of Boy Meets World quotes, they're going to have, like, the two speeches that Corey and Topanga yeah. give – um, about how they're you know meant to be together and because they're so mature and um when they're 16 yeah. and they've been dating for 16 years and that's not accurate but okay nice. um but yeah the the uh the little the little quick three cut here of the of each of the three of them uh Sean and Corey and Eric being like excuse me and then the next scene them just like shoving the person up against the wall ah uh, great love that um but yeah, but but instead instead uh, we get the I'm gonna kiss you before I kill you and and we finally find out uh, what's what's happening what's what's going on with yeah. her move yeah yeah Be- not before we have to try to pause time which I feel right. like is something that comes back in future episodes oh is it I. F- I feel or like it's a thing when they're fighting. This. Is it yes, exactly. is it them or is it like someone no, else? That's how I met your mother. Yes, how I met your mother. Oh, where they go that's pause right. and they're supposed to stop, like put the fight on pause and come back to it later. That's, that's how I met your mother. That's what it is. It's another show. It's Marshall How and I met your mother. Lily, right? Excuse me, you stole from yeah, Boy Meets World. Yeah, Boy Meets World did it first. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, um, but Corey just then realizes that there's boxes all over Topanga's room and Topanga is like I'm moving to Pittsburgh Um, not down the street not in the room she will not be able to move plate by plate um, (laughs) pillow by pillow it'll take a long time it'll take a very long it would be a very long walk to Pittsburgh to do that yeah, so she she's moving. They're leaving Philly. She's moving in two days. Her mom got transferred, and they need her right away. Um, and he Terrible. says, he says, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. Like, Corey, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Pittsburgh exists. Stop it. Um, Nothing's going to come between us. We're going to be together for the rest of our lives. It's a simple test for our solid relationship. It's going to take something bigger than Pittsburgh to break us apart. Uh, and then we have the stupid, I want to be the last one to kiss you before you kiss you again. Like, this is dumb um but like yeah Topanga really should have told him sooner because now they only have two days like two days to spend together before she moves what like five I think I looked it up it gets like five hours away or something oh oh so this is a thing I wanted to talk about is the distance from Philly to Pittsburgh now they're gonna Corey's gonna say it's 305 miles um which I mean it kind of is there there are quicker roads that you could get there um but (laughs) On on a Kowski cast, when we talk, there's constantly we're talking about like how long it would take the characters to walk from one location to another Mm -hmm. because we're always seeing them walking. We're like, you just went from like (laughs) New York to Canada and not just like right across the border, but like way up in the mountains. Like what? That was so long. So considering the fact that the episode is called A Long Walk to Pittsburgh, I did calculate how long it would take to walk and it would take a nice hundred hours so (laughs) it's gonna take a little while i mean a drive yeah sure you could drive there in like 
I, let me see. Uh, five about, hours. Yeah, about five. About five yeah. hours is the fastest route. Um, but yeah, walking, walking is going to take is you a nice like four days. He just got his days. license. He's not driving. What kind of plan yeah. is this? No, he, sh- he should. Yeah, he should drive. I don't like four days and change seems like a very long walk. Yeah, it By does. the time you get there, you got to turn around and go back home. Yeah, and you're like missing so a whole stupid. week. <laughs> oh, it is a disaster. So dumb. Um, so, so we're back at the Matthews. And, okay, as much as I agree with Amy, Sarah, is this the right time to be pushing Corey to say, life happens for a reason. Sometimes things work out for the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, back in the day when I first watched these episodes, like, hated Amy in these episodes. Of course like, wow. She was a love killer. Like, she did not believe in the love between Corey and Topanga. I thought it was awful she makes sense now but she still fucking sucks ass um so amy's like things happen for a reason it's like don't tell somebody that is in their feels that things happen for a reason all Corey wants to say is this is freaking terrible but you'll be okay but it's horrible like don't be like oh um it happens for a reason he's like Corey says we're gonna work it out um, Pittsburgh is close. We're just we just need to rearrange some schedules. Um, and Amy's like, yeah, it's going to be harder than you think it is. And even Alan's like, Amy, like lay off. Like Corey's having like yeah. a hard time. Mary, is it just me? Like this is. I feel like it's a pattern of like Amy and Alan disagree, and they often disagree right in front of the kids. And I feel like this is such a like have this conversation elsewhere and get on a united front and like then talk to Corey. Like, am I losing my mind? Yeah, I I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Probably different families handle their arguments and disagreements different ways. But like, kind of like I was saying at the beginning with with Corey being just like an average person. One of the things I love about this show so much is the fact that compared to everything else that was on like Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever mm-hmm. at the time, like the parents weren't stupid like they weren't like just comic relief characters who were like klutzy knocking things over have no clue out of touch with everyone like at least they seem like kind of real parents um I agree that I I don't think this was the right time for Amy to be saying this like it's not that Corey and Topanga have broken up and so if it was a breakup maybe maybe you want to talk to him about that but like maybe let let him like try long distance for a little while and then if you see that it's really difficult then maybe you sort of talk to yeah. him about like hey you know yeah. we can uh, may- maybe you need to take some time off or whatever but yeah I don't love the notion of like oh a 16 year old could never make long distance work like, it's not that far. Yeah, I think it's tough to, like, tell them to him in the moment. Like, I think, like, you have to let him experience it a little bit first to realize, like, how actually hard it's going to be. Um, But Amy's, like, pushing his buttons, basically. And he's like, Romeo and Juliet were 16 and they worked it out. It's like, Corey should have read Romeo and Juliet by now. (laughs) They did. In the pilot episode, they were... Oh, he just didn't... He didn't care. Weren't they doing Romeo and Juliet? Oh, you're right. They definitely did it at some point because they also did Hamlet. Like, they've done all the normal No, yeah. It was the pilot episode... It, they were doing um, Romeo and Juliet, but apparently, Cor- well, Corey was actually on the radio listening to. So that makes the sense. Phillies he just wasn't game. paying attention. So he wasn't paying attention. He has no clue. Um, so <laughs> Corey's outside reading more Romeo and Juliet, and Feeny comes out, 
And Feeney, of course, knows all. He already knows. He's been the known house is bugged. About, um, <laughs> about Topanga moving. And he's like, you know, Corey, uh, she's like, if Romeo and Juliet can make it, we can make it. We have a love just like them. And Feeney's like, uh, Corey, like, did you finish the book? And he's like, what's there What's there to finish? Like, it's a love that spans the test of time. And Corey flips ahead, sees that there dies, that they die. I love how they're like, oh, a happy dagger. Happy dagger. See? And he's like, see, happy. happy. It's happy. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but reads further, sees that they're both dead, dead. And he throws the book and says, Shakespeare, what a hack. Yeah, and Mr. Feeney is like, it's okay, you know, like, people go through hard things. This is going to be a defining moment for you. Uh, maybe you should go talk to Topanga. And the next, that's like another of my favorite scenes is when he's talking to Topanga and he's like, marry me, buy a house, start a family, <laughs> start <laughs> live a in the family. same city. <laughs> Look, okay, I know we'll struggle at first, but all couples struggle. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah. What a romantic a proposal uh, at sixteen. No so... bugs. That's all I ask. No bugs. Yeah. One bug that would be nothing par- in the teeth. <laughs> that would be my deal too. I hate. I don't like bugs. No mice. I mean, like it could be fine. They this can is, live. This is so unromantic. Like honestly, this is this is my nightmare. Um, and they're like, they, so they're like, oh, well, we can't, you know, it's not going to work out, but we'll see each other every weekend. We'll write letters every day. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, we have Corey and Topanga both kind of saying, you know, guys are going to be lining up to ask you out. Well, I know a million girls that love to ask you out. Um, and then they talk, oh, it's a long walk to Pittsburgh. And, uh, she asks if she should give back his jean jacket. And he says, no, no, it's yours. Never. I want to never throw give up. back the jean jacket. It's hers. It's honestly kind of an ugly jean jacket, but you know. It's I wish like, that was uh, still a thing, though. I mean, I guess it's like the sweatshirt of the day, but yeah, yeah. I think it's more sweatshirts. I know, like if you're in sports, it's like, oh, you give them your varsity jacket or letter- yeah. Letterman jacket. I don't know the difference, but you know what I mean. Like that's the thing too. But yeah, it's a bit silly, but like, yeah, it's it's sweet. It's sweet, yeah. I guess. Yeah, being a high schooler who had, like, my high school boyfriend's uh, sweatshirt, it was, like, a really big deal. And then if you break up and you Ooh. see someone else wearing it, and you're like, no, that was <gasps> Oh, mine. you gave it back? The rule is you don't give it back. Yeah, yeah, mistakes were made. Uh- <laughs> you gave it back and you saw another girl wear it? Shut up. It was, and you accidentally was like, spill stuff on them. Yeah, I was like, mmm, this is not my favorite thing. Let me just say, the next chance I got, I did take it back. I was like, yes. ah, look, you can give her a different jacket, but not this one. <laughs> did you steal it from her gym locker? How did you? No, get it back? no, we we were cordial. We became friends again, and I was at his house once, and I just oh. I just took it back, and I told him I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this it is back. No, I hope yeah, that was a long con. Yeah, it was not a long con. We just we oh. were still friends. It was fine, but it was uh it was funny for a little while. I'm like, look, you can do whatever you want. You can date whoever you want, but you need to find a different sweatshirt. <laughs> I love that. That's such a power move. Yeah. Um, But uh, (laughs) but another power move is just Sean being like, nah, in denial. This isn't going to happen. I've watched enough TV to know she's not actually going to leave. No way. No way. The girlfriend never leaves. I don't believe it. Um, And he's and says like, Corey's like, this gives me hope because they're really meant to be together. Um, And we get like the very meta, like, you know, 
TV is a mirror of our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the line, like, but what about ER? Like, the the female doctor moved away from ER. And they're like, ER is real. <laughs> this yeah. is not the first time that Sean has gone meta on us. And I did not remember Blue Meets World being so meta. Like, <laughs> Right. Because, Mary, there was this whole thing where they were like, it was like talking his 16th birthday oh it was that but they were talking so that was like when they had to go back and forth oh yes and it was like, like we only have 28 yeah. minutes um yeah. but also i'm thinking about the when they were talking about how the show got moved to 9 30 it's like why would they do that they're like basically killing the show yeah and like in yeah. real life the show had got moved to 9 30 and then it got moved back to eight Amazing. I, I do love it when when shows do that, especially when they know it's like through the goofy lens of the characters being able to say that. And then Sean is like relegated to that a lot of like being the voice yeah. of the audience. Um, and I mean, he's sweet. Yes. He's sweet here, too. Like when when Topanga does try to say goodbye and Corey's like refusing to accept that it's happening and then she drives away. Sean's like, what the hell kind of TV show is this? <laughs> this yeah. She's not supposed to actually leave. And of yeah. course, if yeah. you're the audience and you're looking at the, you know, time, the half hour's almost up and you're like, oh no, she is leaving. What happened? Yeah, she's really, they're not, she's not turning back. I also like how Sean's like, it's not happening because you don't deserve this type of thing. Yes. I thought that was really, really yeah, like, sweet. It's really bad to set up Corey's expectations yes. like this. Like, that's the rough part, right? Like, as a friend, you should just be like, I'm really sorry. Like, this is yeah, really Yeah, but Sean rough. genuinely believes this. I he know, but up on dumb. TV. <laughs> I know, but Jessica, t- his parents weren't there. TV raised him. His parents were like the... Kid, the parents from like married with children or like the growing pains like that's those were his real parents to him so he like fully believes that all this stuff is going to happen yeah but it's just it's just like making it so much worse because I think one of the reasons Corey is like so devastated after Topanga does leave is that like he first of all he says later I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye lies you did get a chance you just didn't you just take didn't that chance it, yep. Like he she kisses him she hugs him and he like is a statue he doesn't even like give anything back he doesn't hug her back he doesn't kiss Mm -hmm. her back like I think it's so much worse because he left it like that versus if he had a proper goodbye and like had it through his head that she's actually leaving it wouldn't be so difficult for him after the fact. Yeah, yeah Topanga so ass like so over Corey in this moment she's just like look like I have to go you know please don't do this. Yeah, like this, he's making it, it harder than it needs to be, but it is because he just he just doesn't believe that it's gonna happen either. And and normally at this point, like they do the little closing credit, and normally this would be where the fun tag is, but instead it's it's really sweet actually. Eric comes out to talk to him, and uh, I, I do love the funny line of like, "Oh, it smells good out here. What's that? Trees?" <laughs> Eric, always there to lighten the mood. Um, he works and then, in a wilderness store. How does yeah, he <laughs> really should know? Um, and uh, he tries to comfort him by offering to get like pizza and do something fun. And Corey says like, "No, just stay with me." And it, I mean, it is sweet. They, they, I think they do balance that well of still trying to put some jokes in there, so it's not a complete yeah. downer, like not a complete, um, you know, dramatic episode but uh but Corey pretty much he pretty much is just kind of like doom and gloom the whole episode 
Yeah, yeah. he uh, he's and he's basically like paralyzed at the end. He Topanga left. He's waiting there for goodness knows how many hours just waiting for her to come back. Mm-hmm. And he you can see in his face that he is just like numb at this point like he just doesn't know what to make of this entire situation I like how Eric is like you know I'm your older brother I'm supposed to protect you from everything but I don't know how to help you like I don't know how to save you and uh, all Corey wants is for him to just stay with him and yeah. Eric does. I'm surprised that Sean didn't stick around for a while, to be honest. Like, I mean, I know this is I kind of like that they did this instead because we do see a lot of those Corey Sean moments. And it is kind of nice to get the Eric Corey moments every once in a while. Um, so I like that choice. But it is like, where does Sean go? Like, Sean's the one who set him up for disappointment. And then he just bounces. Why, why are you blaming Sean? Because Sean's just a kid. <laughs> Sean just leaves. Like, if this is my best friend and they're, like, devastated, I'm probably hanging out for a while with them. Yeah, I feel like but- that's something, like, that kind of hung over from the beginning of the episode with the misunderstanding. Because, yeah. like, if... If I think if that hadn't happened, um, like you could easily have the end of this episode being Sean, the one who's comforting Corey. But I think the fact that like we had the beginning runner um, with mm-hmm. with like Eric trying to be a protective older brother, that's probably why they wanted to end it with that as well of like full circle. Eric's yeah. still there for him. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I, I do think it's a sweet moment, too, because we just don't we don't see it that much, especially in these early seasons. It's kind of more rare to get like a very sweet moment between the brothers. Um, but we're going to go into part two, a long walk to Pittsburgh, part two uh, coming up. We're just going to take a quick ad break. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're. <laughs> Weird start to part two where all of a sudden Sean and Corey are like hanging out with Becky and Rosie, two British girls. Where they came from, I have no freaking clue, but they're oh, there. Oh, I know this one. They came from London. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I hate myself too. Um, but yeah, it's two weeks later, by the way. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks is all it have took passed. to have Becky and Rosie over. And I just, I love, I don't know which one is saying it all the time. But she's like, you're wicked. <laughs> like, like, That's giggle a bunch of times. Becky, Becky, uh, um, or <laughs> you're a rushy boy. I like, you're a rushy boy. Yeah, was uh, this kind of funny? Did they purpose, Mary, did they purposely go? They're like, we need two cute British girls because that's the thing that maybe possibly would get Corey to forget about Topanga for five seconds. This is like a classic, uh, like, I feel like this is like a 90s thing of like, oh, what's interesting? And like, oh, like, Corey can't be possibly wanting to think about his ex-girlfriend because it's not just that there's a new girl. She's British and she's blonde and she's a sister. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't have them be twins. Maybe they were supposed to be twins. I don't know. But they didn't look a thing alike. But um. I, I love the idea that Sean's like, Corey, you have to do this for me. Like, I can't I can't possibly just go on a date with one of them. Is Was that a thing that you experienced ever growing up of, like, you couldn't hang out with someone, even if you're, like, in middle school or something, like, unless your friend tags along and so you have to do everything in pairs? Like, I'm surprised that's always a trope in these shows. This never happened to me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was definitely times where... Like, we would go to 
like a, a town fair and like they would like my friends would like uh, my friend would meet a boy there and then like I would have to go to like the fair too with my friend and then like they would go off and like you're just left on your own that's all and like I'm like sitting next to them while they're like having their first kiss I'm like hey guys like I'm here at the fair but like you have to go they're like you have to come with me to the fair but then, like, when you get to the fair and she's with the boy, you're like, you're like why I am no, I here? <laughs> I have no role here anymore. Yeah. Like, the boy didn't bring me a friend. Like, I have nothing. I just have the fair. And who actually wants to do fair stuff at the fair? Not me. I don't understand I wanna... why Becky and Sean can't just, like, go off by themselves. Like, does, the, oh, does Rosie need a babysitter? She has a sister. She has a sister. So what? Tell her sister to, to go out. freaking home for an hour while she makes out with Sean. They're British exchange students, and they're here on a six-month visa. Like, it's like, what if you are British and you're you have a six-month visa? Who's like, I want to go to Philadelphia, a small <laughs> suburb of Philadelphia, and go to John Adams High? It's like, what? Like, go do something interesting. Like, go to California, New York City, not like a small suburb next to Philadelphia. They like they're like, oh, I really want to see that stinking Liberty Bell. Like, that's what I'm here to see. I'm sure it's <laughs> extremely educational. I know. It's like <laughs> I need to see it. The crack is really there. Like gonna go right to Philadelphia. <gasps> Ridiculous. Um, so Corey is getting uncomfortable because Rosie's a little a little touchy feely and he is still loyal to Topanga and he like pretends to answer the phone and it's pretends like Topanga's there and Sean's like you gotta get over this you're killing me man like you have to like you know get over it but they're not even broken up they're not even broken up this is ridiculous for him to say I know, like, it's only been two weeks is nothing. And especially because they're acting like he hasn't spoken to Topanga in like months and months and months. But in reality, they were talking and it started to like teeter off by, I guess, week two. But then it's only been like a few days. It's ridiculous. But Sean wants him to get over it. Um, And she like... Rosie wants to go sit on Corey's chair and it's all this it's all a whole bunch of mess yeah it's it's a lot and this is when we get Corey telling Rosie about Topanga and they end up sort of bonding over him being a sad boy and he's like we met at eight months old in a sandbox like uh uh-huh did you did you though like it's possible that they met it's possible they met at eight months old right like it is possible um, but they have not been dating for 16 years. Lies. Straight lies. This is not true. Like, we saw this. Did they forget we were here for season one? Did they yeah. forget that we were watching this show? <laughs> but once again, like, they fully think that they achieved it with their explanation later on. Yeah. Um, when they're telling, they're like, we rocked it. Like, we totally, we, like, we covered up them. these plot holes. Yeah. Like, we did it. Um, but you get tons of revisionist history. And I like how Rosie's like, can I cry with you? And Corey's like, I would love nothing more than to just cry with you. 
Um, and then Becky's like, oh, he's a rushy boy, too. And Sean says, I taught him everything he knows, which is partially true. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. I, 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 every time I watch this episode, I hate the term rushy boy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> stop. Maybe it's just how she says it with the British it's accent. A rushy boy. Stop. Rushy boy. Oh, you're wicked. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this actress Emma Ridley is like definitely I she looks so familiar and I looked at her IMDb and she's like in absolutely nothing and I'm just like I don't know why you look I guess I just remember you from this one particular episode of Boy Meets World. Is she actually British? She is. Oh, yeah. Okay, well at least there's that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they love was... to cast people in the wrong roles of like their accents. They love yeah, she... to people stretch their yeah, abilities. Yeah, she wasn't putting on an actress. She is just, I don't know. She was in like Oz. I don't know. Okay, um, it's the not return it's, to Oz. It's not my favorite of the like guest stars with accents, though. I mean, nothing is going to top like. You're my little Georgia Peach. Yes. No, absolutely one. not. Desiree. Desiree. Des- we, we are huge Desiree Oh, my gosh. Here. We thought that she was in so many more episodes than she actually was, simply because she was so iconic in, like, the, what, two episodes she was in? Yeah. So, so iconic. Good. Her my Mr. Georgia Marsden. Pudding. Pudding. <laughs> Desiree, so Emmeline, Hollinger, Beaumont. I miss Jason too. I feel like he would. He yeah, would have been I do. Fun I do miss one, Jason so. a lot. Um, yeah, Eric, thank goodness for season five because the fact that Eric is just like alone for two seasons is just the saddest thing in the galaxy. Yeah, he, he's he got no friends. friends, no girlfriends, no prospects, nothing. He's desperate need for Jack and Rachel. Please and thank you. Yeah, luckily he'll get friends later. Um, Very soon. Mr. Feeney's no his friends. only friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Feeney's true. his that's only true. friend. Um, so, wait, this is creepy. Corey somehow broke into Topanga's old house and is sitting alone in Topanga's old empty bedroom. So weird. And, like, who owns this place now? <laughs> like, is it just, like, an abandoned house he broke into? Just they some light b even... you know. <laughs> the Lawrences didn't even sell their house. They just abandoned it. And now there's, like, this abandoned house in the suburbs. I also love the, like, that these rooms are never fully empty. Like, there's always, like, a rogue sock or a rogue box left behind. I have never left, like, packing paper in bunches just like left at my like uh, old apartment old home like it's like you just clean it just clean it pick it up yeah i mean like in an apartment stuff or like a dorm you're like charged if you left anything behind and i guess like maybe have they not even like sold the house yet did they leave in such a hurry that maybe that's why he's they only had a few days unless her parents had been plotting this for a long time (laughs) oh wait i tell her oh yeah (laughs) see if amy was still a real estate agent i would say like they got amy to sell the house and then Corey has like the key yeah that was like two careers ago but that was two careers ago 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So Eric just like knocks on the window and he's like, it's time for dinner. And he <laughs> brings in Corey and they're soaking wet because you can't have a whirlwind romance reunited situation without the rain. It's not possible. Everything happens in the rain. Jim proposes to Pam like in the rain. Everything. All the like big I love you moments. No, nope. oh, in the, the rain. Ross, isn't Ross and Rachel's first kiss wasn't there rain? Uh, yeah. Outside. Also, yeah. when he makes mistakes and the we were on a break situation happens, another situation with rain. How much rain is in River uh, Riverdale? Mary. Um, is it I'm trying to think of how much area? is it a it, rainy show? Yeah, you know what? Like, I feel like it should be more rainy than it is. I think the problem is that they film in Vancouver, and so like sometimes there's snow. But there's not a ton of rain. There's I can't think of like a single iconic moment that happened in the rain. Ex- oh, hold on. Except for in season one, there's like a big brawl. Like anytime there's there's rain, anytime there's a fight between like the gang versus the football players or something, yes. then there's like dramatic slow-mo oh. and rain. So yes. that definitely happens. But other than that, like most of the times... Uh, there's not as much rain. I think there's like one breakup that's in the rain, which checks out. Like, yep, you know, you can't can't break up unless it's raining. It has to be raining. These are the rules. We don't make them. We just follow them. Yes. And so Alan is like, well, you can't just go on avoiding life. Um, he and he, Alan is being very sweet in this moment. For as much shit I gave Alan in the last couple episodes, he's being really sweet. He says we could drive to Pittsburgh this weekend. Amy, Amy's being a shithead. And Amy's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Bitch, they're still together. Calm down. Like, there's plenty of time for you to get weasel your way into Corey's brain later. They're still together right now. And she's just like, I don't want you to be in co- in pain, Corey. You're making it worse, Amy. You're making it worse. Man, you hate Amy the same amount that my mom hates Abuela Claudia in, uh, in the Heights. She just, like, watched that whole movie and was like, oh, I just don't even what? care. Like, what is she doing here? <laughs> get rid of her. I, I mean, I normally love Amy, and I think it's because they're like, Alan always gets the hard stuff like he's always the bad guy so i think that they're like okay we have to take some of the heat off of alan put in onto amy but amy sucks in this episode like she just does not want them to be in love i just agree like i agree with her mindset it's not that i disagree with the way she goes about it. yes and the thing that sucks is that we do see so and like sarah you and i have tracked this we see so much more of alan than we do amy in the show yeah. in general. And so mm-hmm. it's really upsetting that the one time they give Amy a chunk of content, they make her the bad guy. Like, it well, sucks. This is exactly what I was talking about, how when I said, what's if I think back on the show, like, what is the biggest thing I remember about Amy? And the thing that jumps off the page has always been and probably always will be that she... Doesn't she is vocal when she in the way of like not believing that Topanga and Corey should be together. Mm-hmm. They she thinks that they're too young. She thinks that they're too serious. She thinks that they should get to know other people and date around. And this is the thing that jumps off the page for me about Amy. It's not so much like what's Amy's family life. Like what is Amy's interest? Like I know. Like the next thing that like jumps off the page for me about Amy is um there is stinking Joshua 
Yes. But besides that, I, I don't know much about Amy and it stinks. Yeah. It stinks. I like Amy. I think Amy's a great mom. I think that she's a realistic mother character, but she blows. She does not believe in true love. I think what's interesting is like, I think that she is pretty realistic. I can see I can see my mom saying the same things she's saying. Yeah. Probably probably a little gentler and at a different time, but she would have yeah. the same message. Not that okay, my mom would never be like you need to date around before you find someone. <laughs> Not that, but she would be like she would be like, "Oh, you're young. You don't necessarily know what love is yet or like it's going to be hard. Let's not sugarcoat it." I could see that. But that being said, this is a show that probably the vast majority of people watching it are team, like, Cory and Topanga. I, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the yeah. rare parent out there is like, oh, yes, I agree with Amy. But, like, who's this for? Like, no one wants this side. And I think the whole reason they put it in here is that it's, like, kind of fixed by the end when she's kind of the hero in the situation. But even yeah. then, I'm going to give a lot of that to uh, <laughs> the, the new character we meet at the end of the yeah. episode. <laughs> Yeah, like Amy goes on to say, you know, she had four relationships before she met Alan. And um, yeah, it's it doesn't make sense. And and Corey is upset because he he's like, I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. I'm the one writing letters and calling. Um, If life doesn't want me and Topanga to be together, you can't fight life. And then, of course, this is when we see Topanga standing outside in the rain. Um, and like, this, this is, is the moment. most, icon- this is the, mo- this is the most iconic moment. More iconic than the kiss at Disney World? Yes. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, yes. I mean, I, I don't mean, disagree we- with you. I'm just asking. I mean, Mary, what do I- you think? Is this the most iconic moment? Like up until this point? Um, or just at all? Because I, I think that the, the most iconic Corey and Topanga moment is going to be at, like at their graduation, uh, from high school. Ah, uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's pretty iconic to me. That and <laughs> that and when she pushes him up against the locker and kisses him early yes, on. Yes, yeah, love that one too. One too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of great moments between the two of them. But her standing in the rain is probably it's like it's top four by far. You know, top three yeah. possibly even. Um, kind of just depends like which seasons you watch the most. Like I think yeah. I I don't know why, but the seasons I watch the most are like the ones once once Jack comes in yeah i like those seasons and then i watch like the first two seasons a lot but (laughs) the episode i watch the most is an episode from i think it's from season i might be from season five now i can't even remember um i watch and then there was sean on every halloween so yes yes absolutely is that is that season five or season four it is okay that's what i thought yeah because jack's in that one by that point um and so like everything that happens in in that uh in that episode i i just love so much that's like the one i always watch but it is an iconic one yeah a more more silly iconic than really like uh sentimental yeah yeah so this so i would say like my allegiance in this episode flipped and flopped back and forth um so right so amy was annoying me just with her timing not the message itself but the timing of the message and then Topanga shows up um and you know I love you I missed you so much blah 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 Amy asks if Topanga's parents know she's here and she says no um and so Alan and Amy are like you know your parents are going to be worried about you Uh, of course Topanga they don't understand um I told them how much I love Corey and they said it's not possible for that to be true so dramatic um and uh and Corey of course agrees he's like my parents don't understand our love either my mom especially she sucks she doesn't (laughs) um yeah 
and then it's like, of course, like we have to call your parents, Topanga. If they don't know if you're if that you ran away, like we have to say it. How and did that's she get a big here? Deal. I mean, we know she didn't walk because bus, it would take four no? days. Yeah, probably a bus. I thought that like she would have driven her own car, but obviously that's not the case because I think that she took a train back. But yeah, probably a bus. Yeah, bus or train. Um, and so Amy is just like. Amy's like, well, we have to call, you know, we have to call her parents. And of course, Corey's like, no, you can't. And it's like, the fuck, Corey? Like, of course I'm going to call her parents. What's wrong with you? Like, any, even a child could understand that. Even a teenager would understand that that is something that is going to happen. Yeah, Amy says she can't like come without permission it's wrong and Corey says how can it be wrong if she loves me enough to do that I'm sorry I didn't do it myself first so dramatic I know it's very dramatic and then um you know Amy's like Alan like can you help me out here and Alan's like we're not the enemy we know you guys want to be together it's just like this is just not the way to go about it and this is the right message I feel like this is what Amy should be saying like we understand you're in love but this isn't the way they should be doing it, right? Like, Mary, like, Alan is usually the one with the temper, but I feel like Amy is the one coming in hot in all these situations. Yeah, and I think that's because it's also, like, her maternal instinct of, like, she really does have Corey's, like, feelings at heart um, and, like, his what she thinks is is best for him to be, like, a happy um, person. And Mm -hmm. I, I think she likes Topanga and everything, but... I think with Alan, he's like more like, oh well, you know, kids. They maybe they'll make it work. Those those crazy kids, uh, because probably in their relationship, like Alan probably was the more like throw caution to the wind, romantic of him and Amy. Probably, so I could see that maybe happening in his own life. But I do stand by that. Like Amy has a point. They're children, and yeah. you know. Like the the way the episode works out always kind of bugs me. I mean, I I do I do like agree with some of the sentiments, but like you know what, you're a kid, your parents move. Sometimes that's life, and like I I mean I will say that. Although I do know someone whose parents moved out of the school district, like in her I don't know if it was like her sophomore junior year of high school, mm-hmm. and she had lived there the whole time, and she did like find a way to basically live with friends for like a summer, and then sort of finagle things and move in with a I think with one of her parents, and it and it yeah. sort of ended up working out. So like, I guess it does happen where people do that, but uh, part of me just feels like the show it gets it gets like very seventh heavenly in this episode of like yeah oh, we're the we're the good people, so we need to make the kids happy. Like, Okay. Yeah, it's kind of unrealistic that what ends up happening happens, I think. Um, but we see, yeah, so we see Corey and Topanga. Topanga's wearing, like, all of Corey's clothes because she got super wet. You know, her hair, of course, looks amazing because we can't have her hair not looking great. Um, and uh, and Topanga says that, you know, it was too hard. So Corey's like, why, why weren't you, like, calling me a lot? We, we talked every day for the first couple days, and then you weren't calling me. And she says it was too hard talking on the phone. I tried to keep busy, um, but she had a lousy time at the school dance. And Sean, perfect, perfect timing. (laughs) Brunson, he says, the Sparrow sisters want to see us again. And like immediately Topanga, like, okay, Mary, is Topanga not the most forgiving girlfriend to ever exist? She really is here. She's like, oh, I know you love me. I mean, I guess he has been showing a lot of love towards her. So I guess that's fine. But... 
But like the first time he like kisses somebody else or something like she's so quick to forgive him. And this feels like shades of that moment again. Yeah. You tripped and her lips broke your fall. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I do. I love when um, when Sean is like, and of course, I told her you were married. So (laughs) (laughs) like good. Good save, bud. Yeah. Nice try. Uh, so that's fun. Like Sean, Sean and Eric are so great here. Uh, yeah, I think that she's she's such a forgiving person, but also he is there, like sitting with her, you know, talking about yeah. how much he loves her. So like, uh, I guess there's that. Like, I yeah, guess just, she's, like, she's I just like, like, like not threatened want, by him. <laughs> I would just like want more information. I think like. I'm not saying I wouldn't forgive people, but I would want more information than Topanga ever requests. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'd be like, mm, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Table that for now. Um, and I love the Sean stuff here and like the Eric stuff where they really are just like kind of there for comedic beats in the background. And Sean is like, quick in, quick out. That was his scene. He's done now. Like, <laughs> I kind of love when they do that just every once in a while. I like them playing around with like who's going to get the focus of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and of course, here comes Amy and Allen back downstairs. Time for the next battle royale, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it really this one gets very dramatic because um, they called the parents and Corey's like, if she, if they come and get her, I'm just going to go and we're just going to do it again over there. And Amy's like, look, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't make Topanga move. Stop, like, jumping on me. And Corey says, well, you seem awfully happy about this. You just don't want us to be together. Eric comes in, is there for the drama. He's like, I'm not involved, but I want to be here. And he gets to listen. And she says, you can't make adult life decisions without adult life experiences behind those decisions to make them stand up. Now, this is a solid sentiment, um, but she's still a love killer. <laughs> she's a, okay, she's a love killer, but like, I I think it's so funny. Like, Corey was bugging me so much in this episode because he's just constantly like, you hate love, you hate us, you want us to yeah. not be together. And a lot of the things he said, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something that I feel like I've either heard myself or like my siblings like say to my mom before, like, you just don't yeah. want me to be happy. And it's like, really? Yeah. Like, of course she wants you to be happy, but of she's course. just not yeah, doing course. the best job at it. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds very ridiculous as an adult listening to a 16-year-old say it. Yeah. Um, but like, what also is a bit weird to me is like, Amy is just like, what does love mean to you? And then she says it took 22 years for her to figure out what love means ma'am ma'am you should know what love means when you get married to yeah, like maybe you're not the mean? best example amy <laughs> and if i was alan i'm surprised that there weren't more beats of alan being like hey wait what? a second <laughs> why like, 22 don't. years like i totally understand as a person that's been in a long a very long-term relationship i understand like I'm still learning stuff about my fiance. Like relationships grow and change. But I think I understand what love is, and I think it took me sooner than 15 years to get there. Yeah, nutty. It's so nutty. And then, but then Corey's like, I may have not been with Topanga for 22 years, but we've been together for 16, and that's longer than most couples. 
ridiculous. The past couple I mean, episodes, they literally said that like him and Topanga have been going out for like a year or something. Like they mentioned this, like in an episode, they have said how long they've okay. been going out. Now the and then here's where we have the bulk of what we need to break down and say like this is false. Yeah, revisionist history. Revisionist finest. history. So point one, exhibit A. <laughs> We were when we were born, we used to take walks together in our strollers around the block. When have Amy and Claire, uh, Chloe ever, ever spoken to each other? Yeah, I ever- feel like they're they are not like the best of friends. No, no, I've I've never we've never even met Chloe. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we've met Jedediah a few times, but that's it. yeah, but not Chloe. Um. When we were two, we were best friends. I knew everything about this girl. I knew her favorite color and her favorite food, which I think is pretty base level. And I feel as though anybody can know those things about anybody. And it wouldn't be that, like, impressive that that's, like, soulmate worthy. It's like, wow, Corey, you learned the bare minimum there is to know about a person. Yeah. (laughs) Like, doing great. When you're... Yeah, like, that's, like, the type of thing that you ask on, like, a, I don't know, like, on the apps. You Not even, like, you don't even get there at the first date. Like, you get there, like, before then. Favorite color. It's just, like, not that, like, not that revolutionary. Yeah, it's basic, Corey. It's yeah. basic. Mary, Mary, what's your favorite color, actually? My favorite color is green. Oh, my gosh. Are we love in love? You. you know everything about me now. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Well, first we need to know your sun sign, and then we could tell you for sure. Because if you're not compatible with Sarah, it's just not going to work. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, oh, wait, it's almost your B day. It is. It's coming oh up this God. week. I'm excited. Very, Very exciting. Um, okay, then I got to be six, and Eric made fun of me because it wasn't cool to have a best friend that was a girl or even to know a girl. Um, and uh, Eric says, and you'll listen to me, idiots. Uh, so for the next seven years, I threw dirt at her. I call that the la- uh, the lost years. So we're saying now we're up to age 13. Now, we know when we first met Corey in season one, they were 11. So now the math is really effed up um, because... <laughs> We say at 13, she pushed me up against a locker and kissed me. That was 11. That was 11. Um, She was my first kiss. She taught me how to dance. Are we referring to the lipstick dance? Is that the dance? That (laughs) that is not not. a dance. That's an interpretive (laughs) dance, maybe, at best. Maybe he's talking Um, about the Sweet 16 dance. I don't know. And she would talk about these crazy things. I never understood a word she said. All I understood was that she was a girl... Um, and I sat every night thinking about her, and when I'm with her, I feel happy to be alive. Um, once again, sweet sentiment, all lies. <laughs> all lies. Yeah. Th- first off, like, Sean really getting snipped here by, like, not even, he like, get BFF status. Like, he's not BFF? Okay. And none of, like you said, the timeline is all off. I I don't know what they're talking about when it comes to teaching him how to dance. And then he's like, she was always talking about these crazy things I never understood. I can understand that being part of like the lost years. But at this point, she wasn't really, she was pretty normal at this point. By the time Mm -hmm. they're dating, she's very average teen girl. She's no longer hippie girl. Yeah. Jedediah and Chloe were probably so sad that she changed. Oh, yeah. I'm sad that she changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, love Granola Topanga and her, yeah. all of her doily dresses. I'm surprised he didn't mention anything about her sister who disappeared. 
yeah, where's Nebula? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sean's know. sister disappeared as well. Yeah, Sean's sister <laughs> was there for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, Sean's sister was like, you know what? I can't be held liable for this hair disaster, so I'm skipping town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get the Topanga part of the argument of uh, it's, a, it's a great thing that Corey is the only boy I've ever loved. I don't want to be with some guy in <laughs> Pittsburgh just because I'm there. Okay, I'm what? sorry. You're skipping over the part of I look oh, forward sorry. to doing all the things that people who are in love do with Corey. And I'm like, yes. oh, okay. <laughs> this is exactly sorry, the sorry. sentence that I find most interesting. Okay. Because you you know what she means. Oh wink, yeah. Wink, nudge nudge. And she, but also, but then we don't get there for like another ten years. Yeah. But that's neither here. But nor she's there. thinking about it now. So. If this show was made nowadays, there's no way they're virgins this long. Yeah, I doubt it. Not a chance. Uh, But like that was such a weird thing to say Um, in front of his parents. (laughs) That was the thing. It's like as part of the thing to sell to Corey's mom of why they love each other. It's because like I want to bang him, you know, eventually. Guys, this guys, is guys, such a mess. Guys, I need to stay in uh, in Philly because we want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wouldn't you rather me do it with Corey than like some random person some in Pittsburgh? Ra- some random <laughs> because guy in it's Pittsburgh. gonna happen and soon. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh and then Eric's god. like, "Should we call the caterers?" I love that line. <laughs> then we get the doorbell. Um, yeah. And it's Aunt Prudence. What a name. What a name for yeah. Aunt, Aunt Prudence. Aunt Prudence, who doesn't believe in love, has never been in love, has never been married, and definitely won't be on their side. Um, when they opened Aunt the Pr- door, was the cheer because she's a famous person, or was this supposed to yes. be like a, oh, Eric thinks she's hot? Because I couldn't I think tell. It's, she's a famous. She's, isn't she in Romeo and Juliet? Oh. And that's yeah. the joke. Wait, who is she? Uh, that is definitely Olivia Hussey. I don't know if that's, that's her last. That's unfortunate last. <laughs> who say? It's spelled hussy. Okay. And um, she is, let's check out the old. Oh, I'm pretty TV. sure she was in Romeo and Juliet. And like, that's why everybody. No, she yeah. was in Romeo and Juliet. And that's like the joke, right? That's probably why they brought up Romeo and Juliet in this episode. That makes total sense now. Yeah. Okay. She's not. I think that's why everybody's cheering. And maybe they're also cheering because she's British. Another British person. <laughs> We didn't get enough. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Aunt Prudence. <laughs> um, well, Aunt Prue is coming in and uh, Eric's already smitten. And Corey begs her not to take Topanga. And she's like, I have strict instructions that I'm supposed to put her on a train to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then we get, like, Corey begging Alan. Amy, of course, gives him the look. Um and uh and this is like i don't really understand this either <laughs> this is like sean again with the tv thing alan's yeah. like if i know your mother then i know that she has a magical solution for all of this yes it makes no sense he's like i i respect her and she always puts her faith in love when she sees it and recognizes it and we're soulmates because I know her favorite food is spaghetti and her favorite color is red. Wow, Don't so forget basic, that. Amy. Such soulmates. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And he's like, love is faith, Corey. Do you love your mother? Of course I do. Then have faith in her. <laughs> and like, this is where it gets real wild, folks. 
Because in my head, this is where Amy and Alan send the kids out of the room, have a private conversation, conference call in Jedediah and Chloe, and figure this out. No. Instead, Amy decides now's the time to trash talk to Pink. (laughs) (laughs) They were so (laughs) irresponsible. Ridiculous. It would be wrong to send Topanga back to Pittsburgh. Ma'am, ma'am, do not get these children's hopes up without speaking to her parents first. What is she thinking? She has no power in this situation. Like, even if she called her parents and was like, I think this is what should happen, or like, we're going to allow Topanga to stay here, like any of those things, you still need approval from their guardian. Yeah. Right, but like the only reason why Aunt Prudence even humored any of this is because Amy started shit talking her sister. Yeah, and she's on and board with mother-in-law. This. It's like, oh wait, you're saying that my sister and brother-in-law are irresponsible and are terrible people? Then I'm like all in on this. Yes. Um. So she's like, uh, and yeah, and then Amy like cuddles up to Topanga and's like, I've known Topanga for 16 years too. Probably not. Um, <laughs> it's hard to. There were not probably to some lost her. years in there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also um, gave her noogies. Everything Corey says, she is, she is. Um, no matter how old Corey is, it would ha- be hard for him to find somebody better. Corey, you're my son. I don't want you to be in pain. And um, then we have the then we have the parents being like, let's have our own conference meeting. Plus yeah, Eric. about 10 minutes too fucking late. But you know what the <laughs> like, problem with this is? Like, realistically, Corey and Topanga are probably going to break up at some point. Yeah. Realistically. Like, how are you going to feel then, Amy, if like you said, we're going to keep Topanga here so that Corey never, precious Corey, never has to go through any adolescent pain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and then and then if anything happens, like, that's on you. He could he could have been he could have been all healed up with her in Pittsburgh. But nope. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yep. And I love how Eric stays behind to listen in on this conversation. Oh, as yeah. Well. He's he's hooked now. Nothing's <laughs> he's, on he's TV. Riveted. Yeah. Um, so Feeney sees Topanga and Corey cuddled up outside and he's like, as you were, we're not, you know, we're not in class, but can I, can I teach you a lesson? Um, and he, he talks about his wife and I, I do like this moment because it's not often that we get any Feeney, um, past information. Uh, and he says his wife was taken from him too soon. He hasn't been in love as deeply since. Um, Sarah, I also call shenanigans on this. Um, do we, did we not just have this whole storyline where Feeney meets up with this woman once a year or once a whatever, and they talk about running away together and it never happens. I'm sorry. That is love, sir. I think they meet up three times a year. They do yeah. love each other, but I don't think that Feeney loves her like he loved no, his wife. No, he'd give wife. up his job if he like love, yeah. loved her like yeah. he loved his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, I, I do like we get a little bit of, you know, Feeney backstory. We are always very thirsty for it. Feeney does believe that Corey and Topanga love each other. When you find love, you hold on to it, you cherish it. There's no finer thing, and it may never come again, and that's the most important thing I can teach you. Um, Sex in the City says you have three great loves, so I'm holding on to that as hard as I can. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh this is cute, but I I, I stand by like the, the I think it's a dangerous thing to ha- maybe I'm just a cynic. I think it's a dangerous thing to have like adults in kids' lives be so 
I don't want to say so supportive of their relationships. Like, they like should invested be. invested in it. Yeah, because, like, like I don't know. When I was in high school, like, there were certain people I knew who were dating, and their parents were, like, best friends, and they were, like, rooting so hard for the relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so much pressure on this relationship. Like, weird. what if this relationship doesn't work out? Are you guys not going to yeah. be friends anymore? Like, is everyone's going to turn to Feeney and be like, excuse me, you told me that everything was going to be great yeah. and fine. Um, yeah, sometimes the hardest part about breaking up is not breaking up with your significant other, but breaking up with your significant other's family. Yeah. Because you are just so immersed in each other's lives, and they're making it that much harder on Topanga and Corey by, like, meddling i guess yeah well and um, and not to mention it. not to mention the fact that we're like uh you know f jedediah and chloe like we hate them at this point <laughs> we do um, we really hate them they're the enemy yeah so they're not trying to salvage that relationship so like great and if cory and topanga do end up together like good job parents now they hate you so that would be fun down the line yeah <laughs> um and so of course outcomes prudence and I just love like, oh, that's Mr. Feeney. Um, he knows everything. And Prudence immediately is like, no, he doesn't. And we're like, excuse me, ma'am. Like, that's not I what love, we're taught around not here. Only that Feeney is like, excuse me, ma'am. I do know everything. <laughs> yeah. I love this moment. I really love the the argument between them. And she's like, to plant ideas of true love in young minds is dangerous. Um, honestly, I'm like, I'm team aunt prudence you're team prue <laughs> i oh, am gosh i love how snarky she is and how she just like is like you know what fuck everybody like i'm the best <laughs> <laughs> it's like screw jedi and chloe screw mr feeney you are as verbose as you are snappy yeah um yeah she's really like there to make a you know cause some waves yeah. this aunt there prudence. is also I was just going to say, Mary, what is with, oh, none, uh, no one is in held, uh, no one is held in higher regard than Mr. Matthews and Miss Lawrence. Um, I understand the Topanga being held in high regard, but like Corey, like really, Feeney, since what? This is his like next door bias coming out when like yeah. they've had outside of school moments. Inside of school, no. And I mean, even Corey is like, wait a second, you like me? And he's like, stay out yeah. of this. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. There are some cute moments here, but it is very much like, Feeney knows when he likes Corey and when he doesn't. In the classroom, it's not the same. But I think that's a lot of Sean. Like, if Sean wasn't around, maybe Corey would be a better student. Fair. That's actually... I do think that Corey is very influenced by whoever he's around. And so, like, Topanga kind of balances him out in that way. But whenever he's around Sean, he's getting nothing Yeah, done. because he's a celery. Like, he has no personality <laughs> unto himself. He's a celery! Not the celery! <laughs> I love it. I hate celery. But I, I love Corey, but I hate celery. Because it's, it's oh a boring... Oh, my gosh. It has no nutritional value. It doesn't do anything. Corey is... Corey. There's no such good thing as good news until I've had my grape nuts. I mean, like, that is Corey Matthews. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and then we get the best news of all time. Prudence has spoke to Jedediah and Chloe, and Topanga's going to live with Prudence for the rest of her high school education. Hooray. Hooray. Yeah, the audience cheers. We Fireworks. cheer at home. Because we all know that, like, after high school, that's when the relationships get easy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, it's definitely not, we're definitely not going to have issues about which colleges they go to. We're definitely (laughs) not going to have, oh my gosh, only, only more drama to come. Um, And and then we have a whole ski trip situation. Oh, gosh. Wait for that. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, drama on drama on drama. Um, yeah, 
I, I do. I think that this episode is as like grand and as big of a deal and epic and like, you know, heart wrenching as I did when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. No, no, it, it really wasn't. It was like so not as dramatic as I remembered it. The fact that they were only away from each other for two weeks, the fact that they're like really only five hours away, like it sucks, but it's just like not as dire of a situation as I like remembered it to be. Um, what do you think, Mary? Yeah, I think it's it's funny that they like don't even show Topanga in Pittsburgh. We hear nothing about any of the friends she's made, nothing. Like she's clearly been sitting there just kind of stewing away. And and it does in some ways remind me of when people are in college or something and maybe they have like a high school, you know, relationship and then they're at different schools and they don't even like they can miss out on a lot, especially at the beginning of college by just clinging to their high school person and their long distance relationship. And that's not to say Mm -hmm. they don't work, but they don't even try. They don't even try Mm -hmm. at all. Like it's not even there was there was a way they could have done this episode and had like Corey, you know, try to date Rosie or whatever. But I think that that the problem is they would have had to have them break up. And if they had them break up as she left, it it kind of defeats all of their arguments of like, we're so in love, right? Like they can't, they have to just stay together and be happy. So it's, it's so, uh, it's so I'm a 16 year old and this is the hardest thing in my life, right? It's, it's like a, it's cute, but I did find myself being very annoyed with like everything Corey and Topanga were saying, because I'm like, (laughs) ah, I remember a time when I thought this was so emotional and they were so right. And now I'm like, I don't know. It's like the older you get, you start identifying with the parents. Like what have I become? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think going back to what you said though, like for the time, like when you were 16 you were like oh I feel this like I understand this and so like for that reason like it's a great it's a great two episodes for when you're that age and you're watching the show and it's Um, it's like connect with the characters yeah it's like when people um like hate Twilight and stuff right because it's like so Mm -hmm. grossly emotional and stuff and you're like yeah but also when I was you know when I had my first love my first breakup like it felt like the world was ending also so I like I understand the sentiment it's it's more of the literally hearing a kid tell their mom like you hate love you hate you just want me to be miserable that's what you want And uh, right, like Amy clearly didn't want her son to be miserable. She, in her mind, she was just trying to protect his little heart from heartbreak and, you know, try to have realistic expectations of what could happen. Obviously, we spoke about how it's clear that she didn't, it didn't come off the right way. She didn't, yeah. They just Say needed, it the they right needed way. an enemy. You know, they needed to, someone to throw under the bus this episode. And unfortunately, Amy drew the short straw. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a great double header. It's it's a great like you know, dramatic romantic love story for 16-year-olds. Um I think like obviously being, you know, close to our 30s is just like we're it's going to hit us differently, but I still think it's a great two episodes. Um some great dramatic tension and like we know Topanga's not going to leave the show. I mean, obviously having seen everything, but like I feel like in real life too, unless we heard word that the actress wanted to leave the show, I don't think there was any chance that we were going to be like, yeah, Topanga sure, like she could leave. Like no, she's one of the main characters. She's not going anywhere. 
Um, but yeah, these were these were a great great two episodes. Are we ready to get into some fashion hour? Yes, absolutely. All right, let me just share my screen here. Okay, <laughs> I love mess. Oh my god! <laughs> what is it messy? Does it look fine? No, no. There is um, there is a oh, like seven gif of you. Oh, that oh, said, oh, I love mess. That, oh, that Marie, with Kondo. Marie Kondo. Yes, it, it's the best gift that ever lived. It is. It's so good for like uh, reality TV too. You're just like I love mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So first up for our Rachel Green Award for the most '90s outfit, um, I chose Amy Matthews, and this is, I believe, in the second. Maybe it's no, it's the first. It's the first episode of the two. Um, she is wearing like a sage green, um, but like kind of like a almost like a girl's version of a Henley, I guess, because it's like a long sleeve shirt with some buttons at the top. Um, but the reason I chose it, and it was hard to capture a picture of it, um, because she's standing in with this chair in front of her the entire time, but she's wearing denim jeans that are kind of like a medium wash that have like four or five buttons on them. And I remember these pairs of jeans and I'm like, why would we do this to ourselves? Make we have, make, we have to button five buttons every time we put on a pair of pants. This is asinine, Mary. It's a lot of buttons. Yeah. Why yeah. not just have the zipper? Like it doesn't make them more comfortable or more stylish. Um, yeah, this was my least favorite of Amy's two prominent outfits. I don't know if you have her other one on here because she wears a similar like jeans and s- it's not really a sweater. Like a cream sweater. Yeah, the, or the cream right? sweater. And I like the cream sweater much more. Both of them she has like tucked in and um mm-hmm. th- like the 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 cream one by far like that was in the 90s like every picture of my mom is wearing like that exact <laughs> outfit and so i'm like oh my gosh yes um but yeah this is not this is not my favorite of them i i feel like the outfit was channeling very much like i'm going to be the bad cop in this episode so yes. it's like just very it's very no nonsense yeah yeah i like how the shirt has four buttons and you say the pants have five buttons what like what's an outfit without like nine to ten buttons (laughs) oh my gosh i i need more buttons i'm assuming you talked a lot in the first couple seasons about all the layered hoods oh yeah so many layers The like, layers on layers. Color blocking. He's a big this fan is so of many, layers. like, always got to have a hood poking out of whatever your top yes, layer is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vests. Yeah. It, just and all of the layers. Maybe at this point, season four, it's more about the buttons, less about the hoods. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot of buttons now. Buttons. Um, speaking of buttons, so I saw this outfit and I was like, all right, this needs to be included somehow. And, like, I talked to Sarah and I was like, I don't know, you tell me, is a red denim jacket 90s? I honestly don't care. I just feel like it was an iconic outfit and it had to be included. Um, Topanga this is when she's saying goodbye to Corey she has her hair kind of in like layers very straight um, kind of wispy Um, she has on this like I don't know if it's corduroy or denim it's hard to tell but it's like this fire engine red color Um, she's wearing denim jeans and then something else I noticed that I was like you know what this is pretty 90s is she's wearing a thumb ring oh yeah I do not remember the last time I've seen a thumb ring (laughs) oh my a thumb ring yes goodness yeah um I mean, the thumb ring really just, like, put me over the edge. Um, A red denim jacket, not to be seen around in these parts very often. Her hair is just so iconic. Uh, I love her hair. I'm so jealous. Um, But, yeah, the thumb ring. I mean, 
<laughs> you you can't go anywhere without a thumb ring in the nineties. Who, who or like the freaking the toe rings, Mary? The, the toe rings. Why? I wonder if this was like trying to somehow be like, look, she's still a little bit like. I don't know. That's not really a hippie thing, but like she's got eccentric jewelry on. Whereas, like, once she cut her hair and became a normal teenage girl, I feel like the only thing keeping Topanga as like a unique personality is the name. And it's like, it's the Topanga yeah. about her. It's like, oh, name, enough said. She must be a quirky girl. But there's very little about her in, in this season that's like, really that uh that quirky at this point so i think maybe the maybe the thumb ring trying to bring it back a little (laughs) (laughs) um and then lastly oh sarah you're gonna have to remind me which one is this is this rosie or is this becky Becky? sorry this is becky the reason i chose this outfit so this is obviously in the second episode when sean and Corey are cuddling up with rosie and, and becky um the reason i chose this outfit is because you won't find a sweater this color anymore or this this fabric she is wearing this like bright it's not even fire engine red i don't even know what to call it turtleneck that has an orange stripe in the middle and then very skinny black and yellow stripes she's wearing what looks to be like a brown maybe like a velvet maybe like a corduroy mini skirt with these like super see-through tights and um like velvety long black boots um and then of course she has some highlights in her hair middle part of course but the main reason highlights yes and i don't even know sarah what is this fabric of this sweater like you probably know the exact name for it i just can't think of what it is i mean is it like does it have like the velvety texture i could feel this fabric it's almost shiny though yeah i i definitely had like i think i had a like a sweater dress that was this material yeah and i think oh and also scarves like scarves were made out of this material a lot um she's almost like kind of like velma-y like you know (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i see it yes i see that she's like she's like not exactly cosplaying she's like bounding as velma you know it's kind of like that um how about chenille what would you say if i said the fabric is chenille could be it sounds be. like a fabric but otherwise <laughs> like i think it's fabric. pure hideousness like it truly <gasps> is ugly i i yeah. kind of i'm kind of feeling it i don't know really it reminds me of like ronald mcdonald because it's like red and yellow and orange i mean clearly like, clearly you would see this sweater at the local goodwill oh but a million of these yes something yeah, about but, the hair is giving me like zoe 101 vibes i don't know what it is uh, yeah it's just the highlights are what it's, i think it's the chunky highlights yeah. those were like a big thing the Especially fact that you have thousands yeah a two inch part and then a bump it type <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. back um truly a perfection in hair styling <laughs> So Never what, do you all, what do you all think, Mary? Where would your vote go for the most 90s outfit of the episode? We have Mary, Topanga, and of course, Becky. I don't know. Because like, I think the thing is, there's like TV 90s, and then there's like what I actually saw people wearing. And like everything yeah. Amy is wearing, I'm like, yeah, I saw that. Like I know people <laughs> who wore that all the time. I would say the outfit of these that I'm least likely to recreate oh gosh, it might be Topanga's just because it's so, it looks so uncomfortable. It's like a stiff, <laughs> jacket yeah it looks a little yeah. stiff it is stiff. i don't know although something about the way that becky is sitting on sean's lap also looks uncomfortable but <laughs> wicked wicked yeah. wicked he's a rushy boy he's a rushy boy oh <laughs> let's not bring that back um yeah 
I mean, should we just give it to the love killer and call it a day? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that. Killer. That's the. Uh, it's just like not. It's it's such a just like. A, uh, yeah, a I'm gonna be the bad mom. mom. Look, it's a mom outfit. Yeah, yeah. it's a mom outfit in the nineties. She says. Nine buttons, not enough. Let's get some more buttons. <laughs> like, I feel like or, I can picture the exact purse that she's, like, leaving with and, like, the coat and everything. Yeah. Is it brown? It, and it's, like, Wait, it's not, like, a cute yeah. coat. It's, like, a very functional coat is what I can yeah. picture. Yeah, you know? I know it. I know it. Coat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Congratulations um, to the, the romance killer, Amy. <laughs> she's going to get the the um, Rachel Green Award. And then we're going to go to our Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. For this first one, I really had to go with this outfit. This is from the first episode when um, Corey comes into Topanga's room. And this is when he finds out that she's leaving. Um, she's wearing black sweatpants, pretty high-waisted. She's wearing what looks to be like some sort of white t-shirt or tank top under Underneath a cropped gray hoodie um, and she has her hair kind of half up half half up half down in like a ponytail and then the only thing that kind of disqualifies it which I chose to ignore are these really hideous like I don't know if they're Jordans or what these are but they're some chonky ass white black and red sneakers I mean that did come back in style I know these, it like, did oh and she has like really white like chunky, chunky socks. socks yeah we never see Topanga this sporty. Like she's yeah. always in. She's usually in like a business a pantsuit. Yeah, like <laughs> so. It is nice to see Topanga in a more sporty look. It's exciting to see. This is like Topanga on weekends at her house. I'm glad that she doesn't have to like dress up for like her business fraternity meeting at home as well. <laughs> this is her in mourning. Um, I will say <laughs> she's so sad she can't even dress up like somebody at like this like Southern Conference like uh, oh I, with the exception of the shoes I'm pretty sure I wore this outfit like yesterday so um, I and I haven't said this yet about the fashion but one of my favorite things of Boy Meets World and just like 90s content is I I love 90s fashion like I know that this is so not uh, fashion forward of me, but like when it sort of came back recently, I'm like, hey, guess what? This is the trend I'm sticking with and they can change it. And I'm just going to stay here. I found my happy place. I'm just going to stay here with my high waisted pants and my cropped sweaters and my half up, half downs. And I'm going to stay with that. I was a big fan of the half up, half down when I was about this age, probably a little younger. This was like my go to hairstyle. Um, but yeah, I just thought like everyone wears this type of outfit. Like you could see this easily today, even the chonky shoes. Um, next up, I have <laughs> Feeny spouting wisdom. Oh, Sarah's love in a love with this. Outfit. First of all, I, this is like complete pandering to Sarah because not only does she love a Feeny outfit, but she loves a turtleneck. Oh my God. Feeny looks like so cozy today. He does. He has a tan turtleneck. Um, oh. On top of that, he has like, a, I call them grandpa sweaters. They're kind of like cardigans. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a, a muted brown, a couple buttons, like looks like pearl-esque buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing his Feeny best. You know that he just came from sitting inside with a nice book and a nice <sighs> cup of tea. Yes. Yes. I envision it. I I love it. I love any Feeny outfit. This he's so grandpa chic. Um, in addition, on TikTok, 
I saw a very sassy way to wear a cardigan like this, where like you wear it um, backwards and then like tie it, and then you have like a backless shirt and you look like a goddess. So <laughs> this does not work on actual human people, though. Uh, oh, like people that are not like, like an eighteen-year-old skinny. Yes. Maybe, but like I was like loving it. Um, like I don't. I'm not saying that Feeny can do it because I don't think that Feeny can pull please, off that look. Me do that. But I'm just saying that like I, I cardigans are so versatile, and Taylor Swift loves cardigans oh, too. Good God, I know. Mary, I'm what do you think it. of Feeny's outfit here? This is the exact same outfit that like Taylor Dozy wears every day in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, maybe minus the turtleneck, but he's wearing that cardigan for sure. Um, this is so adorable. I mean, Feeny is without a doubt the most iconic character in Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, apropos of nothing, I have quoted Feeny about three times this week, uh, just like to my parents and stuff. They have no clue what I'm talking about, but like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just constantly being like, you know, do good. Ha ha ha. Don't you mean do well? Like, I will have the whole conversation with myself. And they're like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Feeny's the best. Uh, I I did try to get. So I got a cameo for my friend. Um, not from Feeny. That would have been excessive. Oh. But from. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, from <laughs> Will Friedel. And oh. um, I did ask him to do the Feeny call. And he wasn't allowed to legally for, like, copyright <gasps> reasons. Oh, I know. No. He was like, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to do that. But uh, so That's I wonder if like really sad. I wonder if Girl Meets World like got the rights for that, too. I guess they probably did. And so um, he couldn't do that. But he did uh, tell me that life's tough. Get a helmet. So that was kind of cute. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, but it, like just even without asking, like everyone knows that what they're looking for is the Feeny call and just everything about Feeny. Yes. So, yeah. so adorable. Yeah. He's iconic. Um, and then last up, now, originally seeing this outfit, I think it's a little bit better than when I really dig into it. But regardless, Aunt Prudence is here. She is the vampire witch. I love her. She comes in in all black and like this black trench coat, which is honestly to die for. Um, Her hair is like feathered, wispy, layered. Um, She has on like quite the pantsuit. Now, Here's the thing. I wish it wasn't pinstriped. It'd be a little bit more timeless if it wasn't pinstriped. It's it's faint, but I do see. And I was really devastated when I realized it was pinstriped because I'm like, well, it's not as timeless now. But I choose to ignore that because if it was all black, this is a very timeless outfit, like an all black ensemble with a black trench coat. I'm living for this. Yeah, it's definitely the moment. Like at first look, she definitely commands your attention uh she looks really badass um i like it i like it a lot i love her hair the stinking lawrences have really good hair they really do oh man i mean yeah, jedediah's was just okay but <laughs> so so True. so topanga's True. mom's side i would assume have really good yeah. hair yeah no okay you said we haven't seen her parents yet i do know that like topanga's uh, mom is played by multiple different actors over the course of the show. I can't Ugh. remember which one comes next, but there is they at least that. one that's very o- iconic. So, um, anyway, uh, this outfit, uh, I like the coat. Yeah, I'm really not a big fan of pinstripes, but I like the coat. Oh, I, I like the it. hair. 
I think if you look at it when her jacket is on, like it's definitely more timeless and more yes. iconic than like the minute she takes the jacket off. I'm like, oh man, pinstripes really. <laughs> yeah. But um, what do you all think? Where do you want to put your vote for the most timeless outfit? Topanga's casual wear, Feeny spouting wisdom in his turtleneck, or Aunt Prudence being a boss ass bitch? Mm, it's hard because you know I would love to give any free points to my man Feeney. I know you always accuse me of not putting him on the yeah. The, now, oh, Mary, gosh, you don't have to agree with me, but I'm putting my vote on Feeney, and you can choose. You're free. You're free to do um, vote for whomever you. I like. know it's so hard because I do love Feeney, but I I feel like when you talk about timeless, like the fact that. I literally wore Topanga's outfit the other day. Like, to me, that's, like, it's still here, you know, 30 years later. Very so true. look at that. Yeah. Um, do love it, though. It's minus the shoes. Everybody everybody has a good thing going for them. Maybe I should give it to Feeney just because, like, the two women here, there's at least one element that I don't like mm-hmm. on their outfit. Whereas Feeney, I mean, you know, chef's kiss. What's not to love? All right. Don't you just want to hug him? I just want to hug him. I think everybody does. I want to hug I like know. actual like William Daniels. Yes. I just want to sit next to him, have adorable. him give me some wisdom, tell me that he's proud of me, you know. He loves fettuccine. Yes. Alfredo. <laughs> oh, what's his favorite color? Because then we're in love if we know that. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to ask his uh, granddaughter who's on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my gosh. His favorite color. Um, so yes, congratulations to Amy and Feeney. Um, they have won our fashion awards for today. Um, this was so much fun, Mary. We had so much fun talking about these episodes with you. I had so much fun being here. I, I love talking about Boy Meets World. Like some podcasts you're on, you know, they it's like, oh, it's a fun show, but it's like kind of stressful. Nothing goes wrong with Boy Meets World. I mean, like <laughs> everything is perfect. Even the really like deep episodes have something mm-hmm. lighthearted in them or fun to talk about. And it's just my complete childhood. And it's still the show that like, I know that there's been so many good shows since then, but like when I think of my favorite show, I'm like, you just can't go wrong with Boy Meets World. Yeah. It's easy to just pick up and watch a random episode, I think. Yes. Like, this is one of those shows that's really, this is one of the shows that I wish they had that like shuffle button for. Like, I wish you could just go onto Disney Plus, be like, I want to watch Boy Meets World, put a random episode on for me. Like, I feel like that's the move with this type of show. Yes, definitely. You can pick it up anywhere. Also, if you've yeah. never seen them, um, on the DVDs, I know I'm like living in the past buying DVDs and stuff, but whatever. Um, they have great commentary that's like pretty recent. It was from when the DVDs came out is when they did the commentary. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like picture in picture and stuff. And you get to see them talk about it. Oh, that's cute. They're so fun. That. And they, they talk a lot about like the clothing, which you guys would like. And also like the props mm-hmm. and stuff when you'll see them holding like, you know, things that just say like beer or cola or whatever. And, and that kind yeah, of Yeah, there was the cola this episode. Yeah. yeah, I did notice that. Just cola. It looks so much like a Coke can, but it's yes. cola. So <laughs> that those are really fun if you can ever find them. I'm sure they're online somewhere too probably people put them on like youtube but mm-hmm. always good um i love it and and this is these are some of my favorite episodes too the ones that we watch just because they're they're so iconic 
Yeah, we're in the sweet spot. Up next, uh, for next week, we're doing season four, episodes 18 and 19, Uncle Daddy and Quiz Show. Oh, Quiz um, Show. Love Quiz Show. Quiz Show. <laughs> yeah, and our guest, Chad, he's very excited about Quiz Show. He said specifically, he's like, he's yeah, really excited Yeah, Quiz Show is one. iconic. Yeah. So the that brain. Should, that should be fun. I'm excited for those. But Mary, let the people know, what are you up to? Do your plugs. Tell them all about Riverdale and why they should be watching. No, it. I cannot <laughs> condone that anyone should be watching Riverdale. Um... But uh, you can check out the podcast that I do with the great Kirsten McKinnis um, over on Kowski Cast, which is cow with a K, skicast.com. And also we're on um, Twitter and Instagram at Kowski Cast. You can also follow me everywhere at Frail Mary to check out any other kind of podcasting stuff I'm doing. Um, we just finished talking about twilight on our uh, twilight podcast and we're gonna start new moon soon so that's gonna be exciting yep new moon was like a moment yes like oh because it was like so jacob focused yeah it's it's gonna be really edward who um my friend who i do that podcast with has never seen the movies and she's like only (gasps) read the books once a long time ago and hates twilight so much so it's really fun to oh argue about it that's a fun dynamic yes yeah um that's so fun yeah so you i just like generally tweet out anything that i'm doing but uh, other than that you know i'm just like on rob is a podcast constantly for random things so uh that's uh that's pretty much where you can find me but thank you again so much for having me on i love this so much thank Thank you for coming on it was so much fun having you yeah i i I loved having you here i know like you're the biggest boy meets world fan so we definitely had to have you on the expert um as far as us we are now in december um holiday content for our bonus content so we are doing two christmas movies should we announce it we'll announce it oh my gosh i'm so excited to find out what they are (laughs) okay so we are covering um the santa claus yes with our friend jd yeah theme um, song creator jd yes and then we are also covering home alone with chappelle yeah, so of course. we are very excited about that. In addition to that, we are watching all eight holiday episodes slash Christmas episodes of Friends and ranking them like we did last year for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. for the Friends episodes. There's only eight, so it should be easy versus last year's 10. Yeah, a little easier. Um, easy peasy. Uh, so check that out. So much holiday content. We love the holidays. Ho, ho. Oh, um, <laughs> and then in addition to that, you can, of course, catch our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek content. Uh, find us at Shit90spot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jess, what's going on with you? Yeah, so, You're busy. So, what am I? What am I not? Uh, you can find me at the Joe Sterling on Twitter. Um, I am over at Post Show Recaps pretty often. Weekly, I'm doing the Succession podcast with Grace and Josh. Uh, that season is almost over. I'm like really sad. Season three is only nine episodes, and we're we're on episode seven now. Um, you can also find me at Community Building um, with Josh Wiggler, where we're watching uh, Community. Me for like the dozenth time, and him for the first time. We're on season two there. And then um, this week, I actually guested on the Dexter New Blood podcast. Ooh. Which, if you would have asked me like earlier in this year, will you be on a Dexter? Dexter podcast I would have said hell no I stopped watching when things got weird um but the show is back and it's actually really fun yeah it's really really fun so check that out um you can find all of that over at post show recaps so yeah 
that's that's what I'm up to. Always always a fun time. <laughs> Hanging around podcasting constantly. You two are going to rule the world. Just so many podcasts between the two of you. I can't even. Yeah. So thank you again so much for coming on, Mary. This was so delightful. This was so much fun. We'll have to have you back on another one in this in the sometime in the future if there's one that you want to have one that you have in mind that you want to talk about at some point. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. When you uh, when Jack comes around, let me know. Yes, definitely. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Just Bye. Shit me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.